Episode 77 of the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name is Trent, as always joined by Jason. Hello, hello. Hello. Episode 77. We're here. Yeah. That's the we year just, I was born. There, yeah, yeah, a good year. Yeah. Your 77 model, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right. This episode features all four members of Crane Technique. Yes. These guys out of Joplin, Missouri. New band. Kicking ass already. And we're very... Uh, Happy to have him here and have a good lengthy uh, talk with all four of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Chris Chris Sullen Taylor, who's with DMG Productions, represents these guys, and he was with them, and he even talked a little bit as well. Yeah, he chimed in a little bit. Yep. So we're going to talk about that here in a second. Of course, get to that interview, but let's just get into some music. Yes. We're going to play you a Crane Technique song right now, and this one's called Zen. Here we go again.
Zen from Crane Technique. Right, a few weeks ago when we first, you know, started talking about these guys, we played Intimacy. Yeah. And I think of their tracks I got up, that's my favorite, even though this song is totally badass. But we brought this one up because you told me this was your favorite track. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite track from these guys. I think this is a this this track encompasses everything of of what this band's about and uh nothing nothing against any of the other songs it's all great it's just this one just popped to me right away and i mean it's just got you know it's got a mix of every every genre of hard rock and metal that come together and uh, you know it's got the greatest like i've said before about this band the, you know, the best stuff of like the turn of the century kind of hard rock and metal. Yeah. And then it's got a killer guitar solo that would, you know, it'd blow dime bags mind, you know? <laughs> nice. I mean, and, uh, to, and to think, you know, the, as we get into this interview, you'll find out this is, uh, you know, the singer Dennis, this is his first real, you know, singing gig. Yeah. I was kind of shocked. And, when yeah. Me too, man. Cause he's just killing it. And he sounds like, you know, he sounds, uh, seasoned and you know like he's been doing this for a while and I, it just uh just blew me away and this is just a great song uh and i i hope that you guys cranked it up all the way yeah yeah it's really like you said encompassing everything because this track really showed like all four things you know vocals bass guitars drums oh, yeah all four stand out in this song yeah you know and there's all that you know like you compared it to that kind of turn of the century thing and like that, you know, really early mud vein when they were really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this kind of reminds me of that, like the yeah. dig stuff, you know, with that, with that punchy drums and, and bass. And like you said, the guitars and vocals are just extremely on point. And yeah. another thing is we talked to, we were talking to Chris a little bit afterwards. Yeah. And I remember you mentioned, cause we've talked about this before that, um, I've always been into a lot more of the, you know, I guess you'd call it growly kind of vocals than you had. Yeah. But you really latched onto stuff like Jamie Joster or Randy Blythe from Lamb of God because you can understand what they're saying. Exactly. And with Dennis, you understand what he's saying in all these yeah. songs. Yeah. So he's got a real tense style, but you still, it's not like death metal or something where you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, no offense to death metal. I'm just saying it's more in tune to what you dig i know that yeah i mean that's that's kind of right up my alley it's like brutal and you can understand it and it's just perfect for me and that's why i just fell on in love with this song i mean uh you know again they're just killing it on this track yeah yeah this song's in like i said intimacy they got a track called pills that's really cool and another one called top hat that starts out a little bit slower and it's got some killer stuff in it as well yeah and all four of those are on reverb nation I believe you can download them for free on there. And they're also all on YouTube. There's lyric videos for these. And there's live videos of, I think I saw, I looked at, uh, they did a cover of Blind by Korn. Nice. It was pretty good. And just, there's a couple other cover, or a couple other songs on there live too as well. And speaking of live, I saw they're playing in Springfield, Missouri on August 20th. There's a, I think it's called Metal Meltdown. I should have looked that back up, but it's a metal fest okay. in Springfield, Missouri at the Outland, the Outland Ballroom. There's like seven or eight other bands as well. So cool, cool. If you're in the Missouri area, be sure and check that out. Yes, go. Yeah. Well, we are, like I said, Thunder Underground. If this is your first time listening, get on the thunderunderground.com. We actually had a review of Jason Road of Crane Technique up a week or two ago. We've got other reviews like uh, Screaming Red Mutiny's new EP. 
and you know we got all kinds of stuff dating back through the past year for you to check out other episodes of course of this podcast dig back through there we're on facebook youtube instagram all that great stuff yeah and uh we have koozies and t-shirts yes we do so hit us up if you want to buy that or wear it kirk winstein wore it that's right (laughs) so i mean mean, that's our new claim to fame yes if kirk winstein wears your shirt then you're awesome and everybody else needs to wear it now too yes there you go well (laughs) Let's just let's get into this thing. Yeah, we'll let's talk do a little it. bit more, a little bit more about it after we get back out. Okay. All right. Here you go. Here's all four members of Crane Technique. Yeah. Yeah. So how did uh how did this come together? Because I assume you guys were all doing stuff before crane technique. Uh yeah. Me and Steve had a band and it uh it didn't work out and uh we so we decided that we wanted to do it some more and then I was getting tattooed. Actually we didn't decide that we wanted to do it more. I was getting tattooed and Dennis was like, Hey, you're in a band? And I was like, well, I was, and he's like, we should start something, and I was like, all right. I'd never heard him sing or nothing, so I was, you know, I was reluctant, and then we started doing it, and he, he was good. Yeah. So then uh, I knew Micah because he's a drummer in every band in town. <laughs> Pretty much. So I'd seen him around, and that's how we got hooked up with him. Yeah. They asked me to do like the first two songs. I came in and did that. At that time, I wasn't a part of the band whenever I first recorded those. I had a... Pills and Atmos. Yeah, I, I was in a bunch of other groups, and so I didn't have time for it. So you're just doing it just to help them out? Yeah, at first I was, and then they got another drummer. He didn't work out. And so about a year later, they were like, hey, man, like, we really need some help, at least for right now. Like, see what you think. I was like, you know what? Things have cleared up at this point, so yeah. And that was, what, eight months ago? Something like long, that? Yeah. Yeah, we went through like three drummers before he came in. Yeah. So you're on all the. Yeah, I'm the one. Tracks. Yeah, I'm the one oh, that. Yeah, I recorded all of them. So I did the first two. Then they had two other drummers before then or after that to try to play, and neither one of them worked out. And then I came back in and recorded Zen and Top Hat, and been a part of it since then. So is this your full time deal, or are you another band still? I kind of do some other stuff on the side still, but this is one of the ones that's definitely like more of a main focus, for sure. Cool. What about you? What were you doing prior, vocal-wise? Nothing. Or nothing? I never sang before. This is first really? band. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just in the shower. Um, yeah? Yeah. She's just like, I can do this, guys. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I remember our first practice with him with playing Tales, and... And uh, we we had me and Garrett had no idea what to expect. He showed up and played in his uh, living room, and well, we got this riff. Let's try this. And he had this notebook, and he, he sang exactly how it is on the pretty much on the the recording. It was like man, it was like hey, God, it sounds like Danny Phil from Cradle Phil at first, you know. And it was like man, this guy's gonna work for sure. That's cool. It's fun. So did you know kind of how you wanted to do it, or did you just jump in? Well, they had a sound, and I was just 
just having fun. And then, <laughs> then it's, it's kind of evolving. You know, it's always going to evolve. Like music, music, like bands always evolve, but it's it's getting to where it's like putting songs together that are yeah. more and more and more and more and more constructed mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, and having him as a drummer, we can oh yeah, we can bring a riff in and make that same song sound five different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a a pick. So that that's pretty cool having a. A really good drummer. No. Well, our old drummers, they would play it one way and and that was it. And now it's like, do you want to do this, 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 or this? Pretty much when we write stuff, it's just like, all right, so should we go this direction? Then we'll play it that way. Nah, let's try this way. How does that sound? Uh, What about this way? That sounds cool. Okay, we'll keep it. Yeah, when we're supposed to be uh, practicing for these shows, we're... We, we maybe play the songs that we're going to practice 15 minutes and then we just do other stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like they pra- we practice and then we do a set just for practice. And then I go to work on Saturdays and then every time they're like, we got this, check this yeah. out. I like how they like write stuff out and then they give it to me and then I can do what I want to it. It's pretty cool. You can handle all the lyrics? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can, whatever you call them, yeah. <laughs> words frustrations and so yeah it's pretty cool it's fun it's not because we're all confident and comfortable with each other's abilities it's always like hey man do you think this sounds cool yeah do what you want oh okay well but what about this idea do you like it well, I don't know I'm asking you guys <laughs> well if you, if you like it then cool keep it yeah okay. they'll shut you down too don't worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you guys have got these four songs going. Is there plans for a full album? Or yeah. yeah. Just always we have uh, four songs right now that we've written that are not recorded. Two of them right now are in the process. In fact, last night we wrote another one just yeah. randomly. You know, oh, talking yeah. about... I forgot about that. Yeah, talking about, you know, how we uh, usually just barely practice our set. Like, we do that. It's usually tight. We fix any loose ends. And then we spend the next hour and a half just usually improv jamming. And it's... Very rare that we don't come up with something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just whether we like it enough to keep it or not. Yeah, I think so, that that newest one we didn't. I didn't even think about, but that one was really cool. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get an album like we're planning by next year or something like that, a full yeah. album, cool. and do that. Do you guys record these yourselves or? So you studio. We right now practice out of my uh, my personal studio at my house. And there I have an interface, so we do a lot of demoing there. But we have a buddy in the area named Jared Knapp, who's the one that has so far done these four tracks for us out at Zombie Life. Dude's phenomenal. I've been working with him for years. And uh, he's the one that we go with. So when we go finalize anything, it's always at his studio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what what you've heard has been done by his studio. Yeah. Yeah. And it usually takes a couple months to get... He's picky. He's yeah, very he's meticulous very, about everything very, the whole entire time. Like, you know, he's, he's super professional and it's crazy how lenient with time he is with us. Right. You know, if we can't get everything done in one week, he's like, all right, come back next week. I'll move stuff around to make this happen. Yeah, it's always delivers. So. Yeah. And he always gives us props too, which is like... He don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. He's, it's pretty cool. But you can tell it's been done meticulously because it yeah, sounds really great. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
How many how many takes did he get to, to do stuff or was did some stuff come real easy or was some stuff like a bitch or Um when I was first starting it used to be, you know, it'd take me a while to get the the rhythm to the click correct, but uh here recently I can probably I don't know, do it in like four shots. You know, I'll usually lay a, a scratch guitar track down and a scratch uh lead track if if we're gonna do that. And then just layer on top. Yeah. I did, uh, whenever I was asked to do Pills and Intimacy, I did those in two days. I pretty much spent one day doing drum tone and then the second day tracking both of those. But it wasn't too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Top Hat and uh, Zen. Since these guys had pretty much recorded, just needed the drums done on it. I did the same thing on that. I just spent a day tone and then the second day just recording them. So hasn't been terrible. Yeah. yeah, I think I laid bass down on Pills and Ms. I think two hours. Mm-hmm. That's like very long. Yeah. And Top Hat's actually a couple, the bridge, and there's a little organ bass solo in it that were separated, but pretty much the main body was one take. Dennis didn't take him very long, like an afternoon at Tops. Yeah. He's like, do this. Okay. How's that sound? Uh, try it again. Okay. And then. And we're done. So it's cool. <laughs> Quit stepping away from the microphone. Oh, I'm trying to get into it. Okay, cool. You gotta stand there. You gotta stand there. I hunch over a lot when I sing or scream or whatever I do, and then you gotta stand there like, oh, it's, it's kind of rough, but gotta pull from the diaphragm and whatnot. But it's cool. It makes it happen, so. When you two guys played together before this, was your sound similar to what Crane Technique is? Or uh, um, it was. Bits, I think. Uh, uh, I can't really describe what it was. It was. I don't think it's as heavy as it's it is not now. as heavy, but it was still like uh, the songs were structured around big choruses. Yeah. And I've always liked that because. That's that's just what you walk away thinking about anytime you hear a song, you know. We start there at the end. We really progressed into and uh, me and him were really clicking, writing guitar bass together, and uh, it was really starting to click. I think we really busted out once with that crane technique and really let go with a lot of the ideas. Yeah, but yeah, that out that first album. I came in after it was just fun. Not just yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah. The hard part was done. Yeah. <laughs> they, those guys, they're tight as. Can you curse on here? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're real tight as a motherfucker. So <laughs> he just throws it down. They groove, and all I got to do is just entertain. So it's fun. Yeah, that's been the nice thing about this thing. It's just like how on point Steve and Garrett are with their rhythms and their songwriting. It's made my job super super yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been in anything like this rhythmically that just grooves all the time until yeah, it's, it's been so much fun I think half the time we're smiling in the practice room just because like <laughs> yeah. we forget like we're supposed to be performing the stuff we do it's just pure fun so. yeah that's so, a good sign yeah one of the things that stood out to me with the guys sound is your bass how heavy it sounds compared to most just most bands is that something 
you strive for, or is that just something that came with production, you think? Or? Uh, definitely, when me and St- Steve yeah. started doing this, that's that was one of our goals, is to make the drums and the bass the main focal point. And then everything after that was just accented to that. Okay. And uh, that's good to hear, because that's what we really strive for. Like yeah. a mud vein type corn. Yeah. Yeah. How they're real rhythm-driven. Yeah, I, I think whenever uh, we decided to do, we, we was putting crazy technique together. It's like I'm gonna get a six string, and you know that doesn't make it heavier, but it's still we're, we're tuned down an eight most of the time, and uh, we decided we're gonna make this really, really cool. One of the few dudes I know that can play like all six strings too on the bass. Like most guys have a four string bass and have no <laughs> idea what to do with them. This guy's just like shredding. You know, like half the time it seems like he's like holding back in our songs. We're like, dude, try this, try that. He's like, yeah, okay. Nice, <laughs> nice. Was it easy for you to adapt to his style as a rhythm yeah. section? Yeah, you know, because like, especially as a drummer lately, I've been listening to a lot more kind of like not so much heavy music, but listening more to kind of funk and old school rock. So it's real rhythm based, anyways. And to hear somebody like him that's just able to really catch on that and line up our syncopation has made it so easy. You know, that's the first thing I look for is the rhythm and how I can add to that and accent the melody with that. It's just, it's been super easy. Like I said, my job is the easiest thing. I feel my job is the easiest thing in this band because of it. You know, I don't have to think really hard or feel things out like methodically. It's just, oh. That sounds cool. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and Steve quite a bit in private message send back disco and funk songs. Yeah. <laughs> and listen to them. Oh, yeah. 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 You gotta break away, not just listen to the style of music you're playing. You just need to take a little bit, you know. I listen to, I listen to a lot of country. Yeah, me too. And they play a lot of low notes. And that's... and. A lot of kick drum following, you know, quite a bit. So I listen to a lot of country for the bass and get some ideas from that and a little bit. You know, Red Hot Chili Peppers and, uh, of course, Fieldy from Corn. I like a lot of what he does. And uh, uh, Ryan Martini from Mudvayne. I really like his bass playing. I can't do it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really cool. Well, that's kind of where, like, our songwriting is starting to take, though, is, like, Especially him saying that Fieldy is such an influence recently is because uh, our newer songs, mm-hmm. it's like the bass is providing more of the melody than the actual rhythm, and me and Garrett are doing more of the actual syncopation with our rhythms and all that. So it's, we're really starting to reverse our roles in that mm-hmm. and how we do it, which has been really fun. It's been really weird because we're not used to it at all. <laughs> but the songs that are we're starting to write like sounds super super awesome oh that's and that's a cool approach because it doesn't seem like uh many are doing that right now no so not at all you guys are like setting yourself apart yeah we try to set ourselves apart yeah like in yeah. every way that's the key i think you know be the leader of the pack and not you know stand apart i like that yeah you know well that, that's why you guys never jumped out at us so cool that's, awesome. <laughs> that's cool I think our stuff definitely has taken us like off guard with how people have reacted to it at this mm-hmm. point. 
Because mm-hmm. at first, you know, when these guys talked to me, they're like, "Yeah, this is just gonna be for fun, man. Like, we'll play some <laughs> right, shows here exactly. and there. Like, <laughs> yeah. this isn't gonna be anything serious, probably. We just want to play some cool shows, and that's it. Yeah, let's do it. And then everyone's like, "Dude, your band." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And, well, that's usually how stuff happens, you know. If you're not trying, yeah, I mean, yeah. trying too hard to make it be something, that's when it becomes something, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember me and Garrett was burning branches and stuff in his front yard and was like keep it simple mm-hmm. don't need to go play 100 miles an hour and play all these weird bullshit that most most of these bands are nowadays that get real boring and old to me anyway, yeah for sure real boring and old and repetitive so it was like just keep it simple and we was listening to band or like Korn's first album uh ld50 by mudvane and what what's really cool is listening to some uh, motor grader one day. And this is way before we got to open up for him, and it, and I was one of the other influences for me. Anyway, I don't know. But, yeah. Oh, I kind of like our type of heavy groove melodic stuff. No, not so much. I like some breakdown stuff, but keep it short and simple. No. I listen to mostly like hip hop and rap, like at the shop. Oh yeah, it just because it's you know when you're, when you're working, it's just repetitive. And I listen to wordplay and word usage and try to like digress and make it metal, but still have a flow to it and some kind of intelligence behind it. So it, a little different, like a little something extra to it. I don't know. That's cool you say that. I noticed that, like, intimacy when you're, like, in the verses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little more kind of stop and go than most people are. Yeah. Which kind of would go Just back straight to screaming all yeah. the time. I mean, I like bands that do that, for sure. But it gets, it gets like you said, it gets repetitive. Like, that's when, that's when like, third song in, that's when you're at the bar trying to get whiskey. You know, and you miss <laughs> two songs you're standing like an asshole. And they charge eight fucking dollars for a fucking Jim Bean. <laughs> so I, I, like, I, I like I like to go to shows where it's like I'm just like spellbound the whole time, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't want like our last show, well, our second to last, well, we played the Solace, and it was like people that were digging our shit didn't seem like the type of people. I don't want to stereotype anybody, but it didn't seem like the type of people that would be into what we have to offer. And. Uh, Motherfuckers were all over it. You, he was there, and it was like that was cool. And there weren't that many people there, and they were all in there, fucking. Yeah, going it was packed. Mm-hmm. And it was a church, and, and it was for another band. We opened for another band, and we fucking. It was pretty cool. So. It was in a church. Like a, <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's like, it's like, like a rock and roll. Church. My buddy owns it. He's tattooed. And oh okay. yeah, it's, it's pretty liberal. It's non-traditional. Yeah. I guess is the best way to say it. Okay. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And being the front man's fun because I can just—I mean, I like to bullshit, so I like to fucking—I'll say what the fuck I want to say when I want to say it, and they don't seem to mind. People <laughs> dig it, so half the time we're laughing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's just really funny bullshit. I don't—I don't like going to a show and getting like preached to about something and political and all. It's, just, it's a fucking show. Let's have some fun. You know what I mean? I don't think uh, most people know this either, but uh, there for a while, Dennis was thinking about being a stand-up comic. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I just yeah. stand-up. Yeah. And so, uh, anymore during our shows and during our sets, we're like, 
dude, just tell some of your jokes. Like, just say something. He's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> it's quite lewd. It's so, awesome. So every now and then you guys get a treat because you hear some of his stand-up routine. Something, yeah. Like, I think he did that at Rock, Oklahoma, didn't he? Didn't he do some of the stand-up stuff? Yeah. <laughs> probably something about my balls or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they were sweaty, so, I mean, it was probably that, yeah. What was the, the stand-up well received? Uh, when, when I was, I mean, it was a, it was a local thing, but, uh, my friend, he, uh, he holds that shit and he's in touch with like comics from here and Fayetteville. And I was like, I was tattooing him. I was like, man, I'd like to do that. And he was like, all right, cool. Cause I make him laugh and I got up there. It was fun. I mean, it's nerve wracking. It's only a five minute thing. Yeah. But it's five minutes of fucking 50 people just looking at your fucking ass and you gotta make them laugh. <laughs> if you can do that, you can fucking stand behind these bad motherfuckers and do your things. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty fun. I'd like to do it again soon. <laughs> so I guess without the musical background, it was still an easy transition to get on stage live since you've already. Doing the stand up comedy is harder than the band because uh, the band people are there to fucking, you know, rock out. The, the, the stand up comedy people basically, I think, are, they want to see just ball on your ass. Right. You know, yeah. it's, a whole different, it's a whole different vibe, you know. It's, it's, the band thing's way more, like, exciting and fun. But, I mean, you get a good laugh from somebody, it's always a good time. So, yeah, yeah pretty much. Well, Making uh, him laugh pretty easy. I don't know if he's <laughs> laughing like this motherfucker here or no. Nah, I usually just laugh every five seconds. <laughs> randomly. Like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but with the first time you got on stage to sing, yeah, was it nerve wracking in the sense that you've never done that in front of people? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like comfortable with the songs. So yeah, this so is your much. first band too, and first experience ever with that. Yeah, and it was at a. What was it? Venue. venue. And it, it's a bigger venue, but I don't think there were any people there. But it was like, I didn't know the songs. That I was with a, another Lost Year, wasn't it? Uh, one of those. Oh, yeah. So I think the second show there was the one that kind of got booted out of there. But <laughs> it was another Lost Year. It was year. like Ricky Bobby and Anchorman. Or uh, well, Talladega Night. I didn't know what to fucking do with my hands and shit. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> How, how long did it take for that to go away? I mean, like... Oh, it's gone now. I find Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a few Xanax and get on stage and give a fuck less. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I mean, people are there to see you. I mean, give them what they want. Pretty much. You know? I grew up on Marilyn Manson. I mean, since Guns N' Roses, I grew up on Marilyn Manson. Pantera's my shit. I mean, anything that's... David Bowie, big influence. Just everything, really. I mean... Anything rock and roll, even hip hop and rap. Yeah, something that's gonna fucking make people go, yeah, like they want to go home humming that shit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Make well, an impression. Yeah. Well, since we're on that, like, what are you, what are you guys' influences, like, individually? I oh, mean, they're all different, I think. I like Garth Brooks a whole lot. I like hearing your voice quick with that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> are you for real? You are. Yeah, I've heard him sing the songs every now and then. Every tight now and then he cowboy hats. Uh, I, tight jeans. Oh, we listen to Michael Jackson when we go out of town. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson. Whitney, sure. Houston. Whitney Houston. We're listening yeah. to Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson on the way here, actually. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. 
Nirvana, Nirvana, all these young kids hate Nirvana. Fuck all of you. I mean, yeah. No offense to the audience, but Nirvana rules. Sorry. <laughs> Something simple, make gold. That's all yeah. you gotta do. Three chords. Yeah. I'm a Pantera junkie. I mean, that's my favorite band of all time for hard, hard yeah. music. Pantera. The writing for from Phil and Summo is. Uh, anybody that dies on heroin and comes back to life is uh, legit. Yeah. And uh, you know, Sepultura. That kind of shit. Morbid Angel, Carcass, to fucking Eminem. Yeah. And all kinds of hip hop I can go into. You'd probably be like, Wu Tang Clan, fucking <laughs> Two Phones, or whatever yeah. it is. Kevin Gates, man. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> always freestyling, so that's yeah, fuck true. Yeah. <laughs> I made the guys at the shop listen to Yellow Wolf like every day for a month when that new record came out. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> calling sick already. That's great. Just keep I'm calling in sick. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, was it Garth Brooks or Whitney Houston that got you into playing guitar? Uh, it was actually uh, The Injustice for All album by Metallica. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yep, I heard that album and decided that I thought it'd be cool to be able to play one. Yeah, and that's the first song I learned. Mine was uh, go back to like 1969, Black Sabbath's first album. That's what got me playing bass. I listened to that, and Geezer Butler just blew my mind. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do. And I started playing bass in Salt Lake City, Utah. Somebody handed me a bass guitar, and I think the first song I learned on it was Enter Sandman or Smoke on the Water or something like that. But I was really wanting to learn how to play. Uh, Lisa uh, Butler did the, the intro solo on NIB and stuff like that, and then kind of progressed. Really liked Alice in Chains. Oh yeah, younger, uh, Nirvana, uh, Pearl Jam. Um, I was a big Metallica fan, mainly. I mean, everybody, that's, everybody says this. The first, you know, the first albums. Yeah, that's the ones I like. I like the uh, older stuff or the newer stuff, but mainly the Cliff Burton stuff. I really like. Dr. Feelgood, when it came out, was my shit, too. Yeah, yeah that was a great record. That mother... Dr. Feelgood still the shit. I can hear that. And if I can hear that when I'm 90, I'll still be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Even though they're kind of glammy and shit, I don't give a fuck. It's a show, you know? Manson wears fucking lingerie, you know? Fuck it. <laughs> I like Poison's Flesh and Blood album. I still think that's a good record. <laughs> Poison, yeah. man. <laughs> that one... Warrants, cherry pie. I don't know why those are so good, but <laughs> just cherry pie are. is always good. I like to say <laughs> Leaf Garrett. Leaf Garrett. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Fuck. Favorite country album to listen to is anything by Travis Tritt, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson. Those guys are good. Does that save a horse, blow a cowboy? No, I think that's <laughs> big and rich. Big and rich. <laughs> those guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> shit. And what about you early on? I know you said funk and stuff now. And uh, man, I grew up it. listening to 60s and 70s progressive rock, like psychedelic stuff. My dad, my parents are Mexican and they both came from Mexico. My dad claims that he learned English by listening to all these 60s progressive psychedelic stuff. He, he would be in his room in Mexico with his record player headphones on and he'd just listen to... Uh, like Pink Floyd's early stuff, Bleh. bands like uh, Nectar and Early Yes and Genesis and all that. So growing up, that's all I listened to was that kind of stuff. 
And um, I would have to say, like, definitely Pink Floyd's early stuff kind of influenced me. But once I actually started getting into drumming, uh, man, I actually really got heavy into, like, speed metal and heavy metal and even punk stuff, like crust punk kind of things. So uh, some of my early influences, of course, were, like, there's a band called The Showdown which I, yeah, this yeah. Is the course of obliteration was the first time I heard anything like that. I was like, you can play that fast with your feet? <laughs> so then I was there trying to do the same thing, you know, and then uh, I discovered the agony scene from here in Tulsa, and they were one of my favorites for sure. Um, never saw a lefty drummer until I saw that dude, and so then I was, I think I jammed that first album, and I really picked up a lot of my chops with that. Then I started listening to, like, you know, crust punk stuff, so, uh, I wouldn't say minor threat is crust punk, but I started listening to them, Bad Brains, and then uh, even to more modern stuff now. Like, um, uh, I don't think you guys have heard of any of these bands, but like uh, some stuff from Focus Minds and Foundation to even newer bands like uh, Rotting Out from the West Coast are probably one of my favorite bands for sure. And so, and you know. I don't know. It's for me. It really just depends on my mood and what day it is mm-hmm. for me to yeah. listen to something. Like my playlists are insane because I will go from listening to Katy Perry yes. to listening <laughs> to uh, like Impending Doom to listening to Michael Jackson to listening to I don't know like Bruno Mars all within like track to track. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another band I'm really huge on as well. I would have to say. Uh, is every time I die, yeah. Their band I would definitely say is a huge influence on me. So. Yeah, I saw them years ago, long time ago. Yeah, I saw them last year at Ride Fest. Remember? We did, or I did. I don't know uh, if you were. Yeah. Dude, their new track that they just <laughs> released is banging, man. Like, yeah, they're like one of those bands I feel that rarely disappoints in what they do. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, we've covered pretty much everything except what, like techno. Dance music. <laughs> no, I think we have. Haven't we jammed that? I'm pretty sure we have. <laughs> I could take that Skrillex, like Skrillex. Nah. Skrillex. Is that your time? Dubstep stuff. Dubstep. Nah. Just anything. Yeah. I can't. Dubstep or uh, techno. I, w- <laughs> I was. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, uh, in small, small. I like small some dead mouse stuff. Line, huh? Yeah, that's the one thing I can't get into. But pretty much everything else we've mentioned, I can do. Yeah, Transformers. <laughs> fucking, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out. They ran out of oil. There's some rustoleum in the cupboard. <laughs> rustoleum. <laughs> wow. Oh, That's like the best description <laughs> of that kind of music I've ever heard. That's like Robocop. <laughs> shit. Can I use that? Take it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> give me credit. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Well, who came up with the, the name? I did. We were sitting around. Is it? Because of Karate Kid, I assume? Or? Yeah, man. I actually don't know this, so I'm curious. We're, uh, we're all old fucks, except for Micah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we wanted like, uh, something cool. Everything's been done, so, I mean, we were thinking about, like, Johnny Cage, well, Johnny Cage was one of them, but I think that was already a band, because like, Mortal Kombat is fucking the shit, and then Sub-Zero, we came up with that, and it was like, eh... Mascara was one, but that sounded too, like, Deftonesy, like, fucking The Cure, Bauhaus, weird shit. Yeah. So we were like, one of my favorite movies is Karate Kid, because it's like, 
the kid gets his ass kicked all day long and he just fucking perseveres and meets the fucking Mr. Miyagi and kicks the fucking kicks the shit out of guy at the end and it was like crane technique and they were they marinated on it and we were like, That's it, fuck yeah. So that was a band meeting on <laughs> July first, two thousand fifteen. Or January first, two thousand fifteen. I mean it sounds like <laughs> Billinger escape plane. It sounds like it sounds like Crane technique. What is it? Is yeah, that like is that like prog metal? Is that like death metal? Is it oh, hip hop? Yeah. Is it immortal technique? Is that <laughs> is that a rapper immortal technique? Yeah. yeah. But what is it? You know. So it's cool. Well, that's what I was telling him. It's like that. That's why I love the name is because you don't know. Yeah. Because there's and there's all this you know stuff that's I don't know you know. Which is cool because we can throw fucking whatever we want in. Yeah. We can throw samples of casino yeah. in if we want to. You know, <laughs> Goodfellas it doesn't make a fuck. It's it's it's, it's like a, it's a conglomeration. Of, like you know, it's like this all day, man. It's awesome <laughs> all day, all day. Yeah, there's no boundaries. I mean, fuck. He's got a Kesha shirt on. What's Kesha do? Both yeah. of them blow guys by a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> She's so. I mean, so we're coming home one night from Kansas City, and it's like two o'clock in the morning, and he's leaning in here like this, and he's just still going, like still going. Was I sleeping? Yeah, (laughs) he was like sleep talking, just like talking smack the whole entire time. Yeah, it was like the senile stepbrother. So you had him talking, and you had him. What's all these tambourines? Doing back here is all her. Yeah. Like, yeah, right out of nowhere. Yeah, I had tambourines <laughs> in the back of my car because yeah, I played a gig or something like that and I needed them for And he just decides to hop back there to go to sleep. And all you hear is like, there was four tambourines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the timbers everywhere. Yeah, I woke up and you weren't sitting there. I was like, where the fuck did you go? Did, you, did they dump him off on the side of the road? And he's in the back, fucking sprawl out. It looks like the Grateful Dead back there. Fucking Joe Garcia with shit all over him. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was dreaming, having a massive flashback. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> well, if you put Casino or Goodfellas samples in your songs, I will definitely. Yeah, yeah. Them. Or fucking <laughs> Hellraiser. Fucking. We came out to the Dexter Blood theme. They, these guys got me into Dexter. I've been watching that like a fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we like. We like. I mean, we're, we're pretty. Uh, you know. Like pretty much everything, really. Like music, fuck it. Pretty much. Music, movies, whatever. <laughs> Comedians, we like stand-up comedy, like fuck. It's all we listen to up here, pretty much. Yeah. Bill Burr, you know Bill Burr? Oh, yeah. Bill Burr and Pablo Francisco. Fuck oh, it. Oh, <laughs> funny shit. My... Him and Tortilla Boy? Little Tortilla Boy. <laughs> His standing Glover is still my favorite. Put it in my <laughs> What are your thoughts on the new Karate Kid? I haven't seen Fuck that shit. I haven't seen that. That's not a goddamn movies. remake. I mean, it's a good movie, but it ain't fucking Karate Kid. Jackie yeah. Chan ain't shit. I mean, he's cool. <laughs> Fuck. They're in China. Yeah. Fuck that. No, they're in Reseda. That's where the fuck they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ralph where the Macho. fuck they are. It's Ralph Macchio, okay? Yeah. He's Italian, all right? <laughs> yeah. All right. And they could have redid that with Ralph Macho. They could have. Yeah, yeah. MC Hammer needed money. I know you could do those fucking kicks. Throw that headband on that motherfucker. Yep. Could have happened. Yeah. That scene in, fuck, what, Hot Tub Time Machine where the bad guy from Karate Kid's in there and he's like, you got to blow your friend in the jaw. Remember? In that football game? That squirrel runs out there. 
It's <laughs> a bad guy from Karate Kid. Yeah. You gotta blow your pal. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there was like a whole storyline where he was on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, for, I remember that. For a few episodes. Was like, it? Yeah, Barney's two or three. Like, like Arch- motto where yeah. he has a favorite person? Yeah, he said everybody loved the Karate Kid, but his idol was, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I don't remember. remember. But, yeah. Cobra Kai? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny. 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 Yeah, yeah. Johnny. Because yeah. he got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about this guy right here. Like, how'd you get hooked up with, with DMG Productions? And do you have anything good to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an all right guy, I guess. I don't know. We put up with him. No, I'm just kidding. Puts up with us and anything. <laughs> uh, how did that happen? I think somebody messaged him to check us out. He was putting on a. A campground stage uh, for Rocklahoma, and we were kind of wanting to do... It was weird, because we had literally talked a week or two in advance before we got off of that, how we wanted to play that. Somebody through the grapevine messaged him. I don't remember. Derek Frazier. Derek Frazier? Yeah. And then he shot us a message, and he's like, hey, guys, uh, I just heard your band, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I really dig it, so uh, I'm, I'm doing this campground stage here at Rocklahoma, and... Uh, I'm putting it on. You guys should come play it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So we worked things out. He uh, super gracious enough to let us headline the stage on, on Sunday. And he, this is the first time we met him, saw us play. And since then, we've just been talking with him. He, uh, he gets shit done. Yeah, he decided to represent us. And uh, he's our manager. And he started DMG, uh, Dark Side Management Group. And he's been... Seriously, like, blessing in disguise has been the greatest thing, partnering up with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a remote bad thing that we can say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely more than the fifth member of the band, for sure. He's always on top of Absolutely. us. He's, he's always, uh, I think, like, after he's like, yeah, you know, let me let me manage you guys. I have experience doing this, and uh, just give me a shot, and if you guys don't like it, you know, kick me through the curb. Okay. The next two days, he was just... <clears throat> sending us yeah, graphic art like hey I got this idea I got that idea hey I know this guy I know that guy hey I'm talking with these venues I'm doing this we're like dude so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. None, none of us have time to do that yeah we're, we're fucking we're all full time employees which sucks yeah, uh, yeah. I knew it because these guys are awesome I mean just the first time I saw them at the GA Rock stage like I said Derek Frazier said you know check these guys out I listened to literally 10 seconds of a song of intimacy, or not something about 15 seconds. As soon as you started yelling, I said, Yeah, they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on, and then I mean, they just they fucking tore it up like uh, the, the rock stage. And after that, we talked a little bit, and then we started, you know, like said, conversing back and forth, and it's been good. It's got to be fucking awesome. And uh, I tear it up today. We're gonna fucking throw it down. Fuck, All right. Fuck it. Well, that, you know, it's great that you, you do so much work for them because a lot of guys just, you know... Well, that was the thing. That was our mindset. We're like, ah, oh, there's going to be another guy saying he's going to do this. Yeah. He'll yeah. flake out on us, you know, like, we're not we don't need, we're not even in a position right now to pay him, so he's just going to blow smoke. No big deal. <laughs> and, nah, man, like, within that week, he was blowing up our feed, like, every single day with so many ideas. In fact, our new logo, you know, is big credit to him, and we have some other designs right now um, that we're not going to release yet, but 
definitely in conjunction with him for shirts and stuff mm-hmm. and it's been it's been which great which takes a fucking load off of me thank you very much <laughs> because yeah he's since you know Dennis is a tattoo artist he's been the artist of the band with everything yeah. else up to this point yeah I'm, I'm pretty pretty uh, busy so it's like fucking cool and it's a it's a fresh perspective on something I didn't do I'm not gonna pick it apart it's gonna it looks cool fuck it mm-hmm. I like it you know? <laughs> I should have done this or that. Fuck, you know, I do that enough as it is, so. Yeah, and, and being in a band's hard, so sometimes it's just better to have somebody outside mediating it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Dude's a real deal, so it's been cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Well, I know you guys got this show you're playing tonight. You've got stuff lined up in, like, Fayetteville and mm-hmm. Joplin, of course. Mm-hmm. How far out are you guys looking to to take this as far as you can go or pretty much like for us it's been just about having fun so far hasn't it it's like I don't think any of us realize how real this could be until what March something Mm -hmm. like that it's about March we're like whoa we can actually do something with this and then people kept reacting to everything we're just like yeah, people that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing is every time that Most we people play, are haters, you know, it's like <laughs> fuck. Every time that we play, somebody will walk up and lots of people will walk up and say something about it, and that's not real normal, you know. In in the bands that I was in, yeah, not at all. Most people just stand in the back and wait for you to get done. It's definitely humbling because, you know, it's yeah. always like a new experience where, like, did they really actually like a band? Yeah. Like, they're coming up to us like, dude, you guys are awesome. We're like, yeah, thanks. You know, we work hard. And then we go in the in the car or something like that on the ride. And we're like, dude, the three people actually came up and talked to us. Like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, they wanted my autograph. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, like, I'm a nobody. <laughs> After the GA Rock stage, that's what happened to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone that was there that was watching their show just pretty much surrounded them. Yeah. That's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we were definitely, like, freaking out after that. We were like, people actually like us. This is crazy, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> I gotta say, probably our best shows so far have been in Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. That's true. Sol- yeah. For exception with Solace. Solace was a really good show, too, uh, in Joplin. But they, uh, we, we played, uh, I don't even remember where it was. It was somewhere in, it was a vape shop here in Oklahoma. Vanita, yeah. Vanita, yeah. that was a good show, too. That was a really good show. It's a weird show. Surprisingly, people like that. Yeah, it's all pop punk people. Yeah. And fucking... We, we headlined that? Yeah, we, we headlined that. <laughs> and then, like, don't it was break a pop punk shit. show, yeah. People were moshing shit. Don't break our case. And, and that was weird, too, because we packed that out, which was weird, because it was a pop punk show. And then, that yeah. wasn't expected at all. No? Yeah, and then there's two bands. Uh, the, the bands that we played with are a punk band from somewhere around here in Oklahoma. I'm not sure where. I like Oklahoma. Yeah, but we did get high on the nicotine vape shit. <laughs> Walking, we were blowing it was like mofo. Like, <laughs> was it a weird cotton candy flavor? Dude, it was yeah. fucking. Dude, it, that it smelled like breakfast and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the green room area or whatever was like just their little office in the back where they had like the nicotine dispenser. Yeah, it was like breaking out, bad, like right? There. And the dude is like, yeah, the dude's like, oh yeah, don't drink any of that. That'll kill you. Yeah, don't put your hand in okay, this so beaker. It's pure nicotine. my drums. Oh, you can put it right next to it. Just, to, just be careful. Yeah. And there's like toddlers <laughs> running around with fucking like goddamn whatever. And they take that vaping seriously. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they had like measurements on the wall, and they'd stand there. And oh, they had a competition them. in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my ex's brother, he had a backpack 
and he would wherever he was at, he would like a Ghostbuster. Yeah, he would <laughs> all his little juices up and play with his little deals, and it was. I know. usually play with my deals, then get the juice. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's intense. They get intense with it, man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tattooed any of these guys? I don't know about these two, but he might. I actually don't have any tattoos. <laughs> just, just, yeah. just gentlemen here. Yeah, I'm needing some. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid I'm a larger. I, I saw the alligator one. <laughs> God, it was fucking sick. Yeah, that's on a local drummer as well. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's in a different bands, but uh, he was not enjoying it much, but <laughs> I fucking took it to him. It looks cool. <laughs> it should have, it's probably heels. He's probably like, oh, he probably can't, he won't be able to do crunch, not, I don't know if he does crunches now, but he probably won't be able to do crunches for <laughs> 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 Maybe it's just to grab his beard, he might do it. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody come in with something and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that? Oh, yeah, every day. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, you gotta, I don't want to get too much into what I do, but it's like music. You, you, you don't want to be a cover band, or you don't want to do this or that, or this or that. You want to have your own artistic um, portfolio. Yeah. And you can do things that um, kind of, but you want to keep it. And if somebody doesn't something, if somebody comes in with something that's unfeasible or untattooable, there are rules and laws and things you must abide to. And if you, it doesn't, if it doesn't adhere to those, it, it, it's it's kind of fucked. So I tell them yeah. that in a nice way. Yeah. Generally, most it's people not are like nice. <laughs> okay, it's not. I'm like, no, that fucking nice. that sucks. In his head, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> Ten years in, I'm I'm a little more like fuck, fuck that, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's cool. I just draw all day and listen to music, think about our music and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Well, where's the best place for someone to check you guys out? Is it YouTube and Reverb Nation, right? Yeah, I'm not. All our, tracks, the... all our tracks are on Reverb Nation right now. You can find clips so. of us. We have a lyric video on YouTube for Pills. SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, looking into getting into Spotify here before too long. When uh, when we get the new album and all that done, that'll be on much more platforms for sure. But we're working on all that. Like all our tracks right now are also on Reverb Nation, free for download or donation based. So you know, for us, it's more so we just want to get our music out there, just yeah. for you to enjoy. Like this is fun for us, so we want to be fun for you. It's not money in the slightest. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just like. We like our stuff. Hopefully, you like it too. Yeah, you know, jam it and come out to the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll get uh, to hear some of Dennis's comics stand up. We have a rap song that he did that we're thinking oh, about putting as yeah. all that rap <laughs> song. Yeah. Badass. Well, we're not supposed to talk about it because it was done in the studio and. Uh, our engineer doesn't want his name on it. He's but, embarrassed of it. But we, <laughs> <laughs> we took the fucking... Uh, on Facebook, I was in this thing called The Rep Collective, which was started by these these young ladies. And uh, we would just, like, if we had downtime, we would just write, like, a paragraph of raps, just dissing each other. You know, it's like a diss thing. And uh, Jared's like, I said, dude, I want to do a fucking hip-hop song. Because Joey, a guy I work with, my friend, he, uh, he likes hip-hop as well. 
And I was like, I'm going to start a rap group, you know, just fucking around. So I was like, I'm going to do a fucking rap song. So we were practicing, we were recording some shit one day, and I was like, I'm going to do a rap song, Jared. He's like, okay. So he just takes the beat off YouTube, takes the fucking, he tweaks it up a little bit, and then I took a bunch of these paragraphs that I had written. They don't flow whatsoever together <laughs> cohesively. But I, I fucking just free, free, freestyled it just one take to, to this rap beat. It's pretty funny. It's about Badass. fucking jerking off with Laffy Taffy and <laughs> shitting Tootsie Rolls and, you know, cotton candy flavored snatch, that kind of shit. It's pretty good. It rhymes. What the fuck else is there? That's all these motherfuckers doing nowadays. They can rhyme the six word, same word six fucking times. It's a fucking rap song. I don't know. Yeah, is it like a sampled beat or is it you guys playing? No, it's, no, it's a sampled beat. It's I'll probably, show you when the, the recorder's off. It's <laughs> probably copyrighted and shit. Yeah. There's only three gonna, copies of it. We're going to get a lawsuit from fucking Lil Wayne's. <laughs> Lil Wayne's. Hey, man, you steal my motherfucking beat? Shit. <laughs> yeah, we did. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah, thank yeah, you. No, thank you. Thanks. There you go, Crane Technique. Very happy to have these guys on the podcast. That was Garrett, Micah, Steve, and Dennis. And we also had Chris on here from DMG Productions. Yes. So thanks to Chris and Heather from DMG Productions for, you know, kind of, Chris is kind of the one that turned us on to these guys here a few months ago. Yeah. And, you know, very happy to be on board with this now, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, these guys have a vibe around them. Yeah. You know, I think there's something going on. And uh, I was real happy that they 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 uh, stopped by and, and chatted for a while, and uh, and it was as you can tell it was hilarious, <laughs> laughed so that was awesome too. Uh, so yeah, it was a great one. Yeah, I think uh, last well, wasn't the last episode two episodes ago, Fist of Rage we had on, and uh, <laughs> you had mentioned cunt was said for the first time on this podcast yes so here we are 77 travis tritt and the karate kid came up for the first time on our podcast uh, you know it, it's a time of firsts yes you know and i'm sure that if your mother listens to this episode she'll be glad that you said that word right <laughs> yeah hey we talked about travis tritt it's all good yeah it, it cancels out right right there you go <laughs> Well, once again, get on Facebook and check out Crane Technique. Get on Reverb Nation on YouTube. Listen to these guys. Support them if you're in the Springfield area. Like I said earlier, August 20th, they're playing the Metal Festival there. That'll be a good time. And I know that they're looking to come back to Tulsa soon. They were here the day we actually recorded this. They played the Shrine as part of the Axeman competition. And I'm sure they'll be back again. I heard a lot of good things about that as well. And can't wait to see these guys live definitely yep so like i mentioned before we started kirk winstein wore a t-shirt because <laughs> we were fortunate enough to record another episode with kirk winstein yeah and that's probably not going to be it might be the next one but within the next couple you'll hear that and this time around tommy buckley and matt brunson the drummer and guitarist from crowbar were also in on the mix yes they were sitting there and they chimed in a few times and tommy had some funny stuff to say so that was... oh yeah we, we had a blast with those guys it was awesome yeah and they put on a killer show oh yeah 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 we'll talk about that more obviously when we do that episode but them and archon and smoke offering all badass yeah great time you yeah. know every time we've seen smoke offering and archon and obviously crowbar yeah oh, yeah they're all great live bands great. and we got another good one coming too don't we yeah yeah 
Yeah, we've got John Oliveris and Jess. I forgot Jess's last name. De Hoya. Jess De Hoya of uh, Sons of Texas. Yeah. The two guitarists. We saw them live here just about a week ago at the Shrine in Tulsa. We've seen them a few times. This is the first headline gig we got the chance to see. And we got the chance to record another episode with John. He was on here, you know, way back as well. Yeah. And this yeah. time Jess was with him and talked about the new music they got coming and some other stuff. So yeah, going overseas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, just some some cool things coming. So uh, you know, stay tuned. Yes. And in the meantime, go backwards. Seventy six other episodes. Yeah. Why not? Both those guys we just mentioned, Kirk Winstein and John Oliveris. There's episodes with them to check out. There's episodes with if oh, you man. like if you like glam rock and AOR. We got guys from Warrant in Europe and. Frank Hannon band, and then we've got guys from heavier stuff like Insight and Battlecross and uh, Wino. We don't mention that one enough. No, we don't. Spirit Caravan and The Obsessed. He's the godfather of doom metal. That's right. That was an unbelievable honor. Yeah, it was. Then we've had Reed Mullen from COC, CJ Pierce from Drowning Pool, guys from Murder FM, uh... Oh man, drawing a blank, but yeah, we got we got great local stuff. Severmind, yes. uh, Chad Malone from Senior Fellows, uh, Driver, uh, Fist of Rage. That was just a, f- a couple episodes ago. Go check that one out. And speaking of Fist yes. of Rage, if you're listening to this the week this comes out, Fist of Rage is playing this Saturday, July 23rd in Oklahoma City. That's OKC right. OKC City Limits with the Bullet Boys, and we've got a contest going on right now which I believe will probably end this Wednesday. Okay. And so you've still got a couple of days. You just go on our Facebook page, find the contest thing, and you just post a picture of you representing Thunder Underground or uh, Fist of Rage. Yeah. Even if you don't have T-shirts or koozies or stickers or anything, just be creative and, you know, print out a picture and hold it up or put your face next to your computer screen or anything, you know, your phone, someone else take a picture of you, you know, whatever. Yeah. As long as it's got our logo or their logo. Just get You're crazy. Good. Yeah. And then we'll just, with us and Fist of Rage, we're going to pick, I guess, whichever one's the best or the coolest. There you go. Or the hottest, most nakedest. I don't know. Oh, God. Is that a new rule I just made up? No. You, you did. I just disqualified a bunch of people. There. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> All right. You're and, such a pig. I know. Sorry. All right. <laughs> well, like I said several times already, thank you to Crank Technique. Thank you to DMG Productions. And until next time, see ya. Thunder Underground, y'all.